welcome to the Chatterbox, your source for nonsensical chatter that may make sense or may not, with Zoe and Rhonda. <laughs> Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Chatterbox. This is Zoe and Rhonda and our special guest, William Brower. And mm. our um, resident uh, Titanic, Titanic expert. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody, wherever you are in the world. Hmm. Tonight we have I I I got a bunch of questions I copied off the internet for you. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, that works. <laughs> oh God! Get away from me. <laughs> Uh, that would be fun. Yeah, let's see if, <laughs> if you know what they're talking about, because you know. Um, <laughs> okay, so oh, no. on one on one oh. website, I I read uh, it was a Titanic facts for kids <laughs> website. <laughs> And I thought this was uh, kind of weird to put on a children's website, but you know, whatever. Hmm. Um, how many kids died on the Titanic? The hell? Wow. Okay. Oh my <laughs> God. Yeah, that's on a kid. The fun fact trivia. Damn. I mean, well, let's just leave it at quite a large number. I mean, um, you know, there were 1,496 people that did not make it. Um, obviously, third class being among the higher majority, but uh, a little Oof. bit of some extra trivia for you. Uh, there is one uh, first class child who uh, was lost in the sinking, which we do have full confirmation of. Uh, this, what I read was uh, there were 126 children on the Titanic, and 59 of those children, age 14 or under, died in the sinking. That definitely sounds about right. That's wow. so mean. That's so. Why would you give that fact to a child? Why would Just oh saying. my god, why would you even want a child to know that fact? Oh my goodness. Right? Well, I mean, in one sense I'm I'm glad that that was asked. Because even if even if you you you're wondering why give it to a child, but still one way or another they're going to learn about it somehow down the road. So yeah, and, it yeah said the, so. and and this said that the youngest child that died was four months old. <gasps> yep. Oh. Yeah. Yes. And I'm just it. like, damn. Look it was finally the... finally identified back in the early 2000s. Originally, really? Was, yeah, he was originally known as the unknown child. Oh wow. You know, in fact, uh, 
the sailors that recovered his body actually used their own pay to uh, cover for the cost for the headstone. Oh my gosh. Oh my god, see, Rhonda, you're gonna make me cry anyway, you rotten, rotten woman. Oh my <laughs> god. No, you d- d- no, no. Oh my uh, god, no. Oh. oh. Okay, well, do you want something else? No. Oh. Because I can, I, I can ask another question. <laughs> I could. <laughs> the Hope Diamond. Yeah, that <laughs> bitch was on board too. Right. But no, no, it was, uh, what oh, was the purpose fun. of Titanic? Why was it built? Oh, I found, a, oh. I found out a fun fact. The, um, okay. the, that that stupid necklace mm-hmm. was based on the Hope Diamond. Yeah. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm like, yeah, that seemed a little inappropriate, but yeah. <laughs> well, to, uh, to, to answer your question, Rhonda, it's, it's actually very simple. Um, Basically, uh, Titanic was built because of uh, an, an idea between uh, a gentleman named Lord Peary and Bruce Ismay, because uh, Bruce Ismay was actually the head of White Star Line, and back then uh, they there was a, um, a very famous uh, competition among all the shipping lines called the Blue Ribbon. So every almost every major line always tried to. You know, figure out a way to try to win it. So it was the uh, mm-hmm. you know the coup de gras, as they say. And so it's uh, I'm better than you thing. Because somebody yeah. just because somebody just could not decide, you know, to just keep pushing the envelope with God at that point. Yeah, and his so, dick was bigger, basically. <laughs> dick sizing. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, so needless to say, the um, the Lusitania <laughs> was uh, was built and actually was already buying for it. Mm. And so uh, what happened was um, Ismay and Peary decided that they were going to uh, develop some ideas for what was called the Olympic class ships. Mm. And so what they uh, what they opted to do was that. Uh, you know, Lusitania was making its newspaper headlines for the speed. Mm-hmm. So they went with plan B and they focused on luxury. So, you know, yes, it's going to take a week to get you there, but you're going to have one hell of an experience along the way. Mm-hmm. You know, so, uh, so, th- so that's why, you know, when they were built, both Olympic and Titanic actually cost seven and a half million dollars each you know in 1912 oof so yeah oof well then yes and what what would that be the equivalent of today in terms of roughly shy of about around 200 million a piece Wow. That's how much a ticket was? No, that's how much it was to build them. Oh, okay. So, no, your uh, your tickets back then, um, 
you know, if you were a single person traveling in third class, you could, uh, you know, sail for uh, $36 for the lowest. Oh, wow. And, you know, that gave you a bunk bed with three strangers, but you still had uh, three solid meals and, you know, access to the general room so you could do whatever you felt like. Yeah, I don't think I'd ever uh, I'd get on a boat simply because oh. I can't, uh, I can't freaking swim. Wait, um, you seriously cannot? Oh, that's right. No. We've already had this discussion. Yeah, we've had this discussion. Yeah. I hear Hemingway. Yeah. If I recall, Hemingway could swim. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Um. Oh, what was that guy's name? I I saw it. Uh, I saw it the other day. Um, <laughs> uh, there's a guy that when Titanic was launched, he was uh, some kind of shipyard worker dude. Um, oh yeah, you were telling me about this. He got squished. Yeah, or James Dobbin. Yeah, he was uh, one one of the uh, yeah. There, there were six people that were, that were killed during the course of the construction, and he was the last one, and that was on launch day. Oh, so th this yeah. this is all accurate and true. Yeah, you know, and, and in oh. fact, uh, you know that that was to be expected. Um, you know, six deaths in the course of four years was really uh, a pretty good average. You know, really. So, in terms yeah. of what they viewed as safety regulations back then, yes. Wow. Yeah, because it said uh, there were 28 serious accidents, 218 minor accidents. Yeah, if you uh, <laughs> if, if you go through some of the construction pictures, you can see that you know. And people you know, falling. These, oh yeah. What, yeah these, one one no, guy. Uh, safety rails. Yeah, one guy. I, I mean, his death mattered, but I really don't think it counts because he died from bronco pneumonia. Well, I mean, um, oh. I mean, uh, mean William uh, Billy Clark. Yeah. That he died from bronco pneumonia two days after a fall from the staging area. Friday. So. Friday. Yeah, that's still pretty bad, though. I mean, the uh, staging area was still pretty high up. So. See, here's what I don't get. This one guy, <laughs> who was, who was working on it, named uh, Samuel Joseph Scott. Uh huh. It says he accidentally fell 23 feet from a ladder. What? Um, fractured skull died instantly. Here's my question. Why would they allow a 15-year-old boy to work <laughs> like that? Well, because that's the way that uh, the society was back then. He was actually what's called an apprentice. Keep it up. Your mother's going to pay. Uh, so, you know, so basically he would, he would have been going in and being trained by the uh, supervisor. And oh, lovely. Okay. So, were, were there died. no such things as child labor laws then? Nope. Right. Nope. That, that all came later. <sighs> oh, after 15,000 you know. deaths. Yeah. 
you know, trust me. I mean, that, that's why, uh, believe it or not, um, even the uh, bellboys that worked the elevators on the ship all went down. Oh, wow. Okay, so what was the captain doing while the ship sank? <laughs> Playing shuffleboard. <laughs> wow. That, uh... <laughs> I mean, that was just a shot in the dark, but... <laughs> you know, are you thinking in general, or... Are... Well, I, I would say in general, like, once, very... the ice, once they hit the iceberg, I mean... Of what what was he doing? Because everything I've read said his final moments remain a mystery. Well, they do, in, in a matter of speaking. Okay, you know, I mean, for starters, um, you know, this is just going off of my observation. Um, and in one sense, he, he's trying to maintain the control the best that he could. Here's the, here's the problem mm -hmm. with, uh, with Smith. You know, unfortunately, uh, for that particular night with the uh, circumstances that happened, he had 32 years of experience working against they did it to you, then. Yo, that, that, yeah. Well, like you're. That, I mean, I'll, I'll wait for you. No. <laughs> so, okay, I hear music. Yeah, I hear the Um, I have a bad feeling that's me in the background. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll, do you want me to wait for you? Um, actually, you know what? I'm gonna mute myself. Okay. I am sure. <laughs> oh goodness. So, but okay. So to uh, to answer your question, basically, uh, for the first half, you know, within the first forty minutes or so, he was more trying to maintain control, but also is in shock. Right. Because this is, you know, 32 years at sea is now working against him. Oh, yeah. He was like an old guy, wasn't he? Yeah, he was He was going to be retiring after the trip, so. Well, in a way, he did. Yeah, he did. Um, you know, he, <laughs> was, he was last seen going to the wheelhouse of the bridge, so. Yeah. I, and uh, okay, in your opinion, is there still bodies in the ship? No. You don't think there's any bodies left? No, no. Every, every everything um, would have been dissolved at this point. You know the the closest, no. the closest thing that you're going to find on on occasion will be the shoes. Even the like even the skeletons. Yeah, you, involved, maybe. No, no. Because you got to remember, it's six thousand pounds per square inch at the bottom. Okay. So, pretty much, so um, it would have pulverized the bone, whatever it was. Oh meat, wow! Fish. Fishy bones. Mm -hmm. 
I know pigs do. I didn't know fish did. Oh, yeah. Yeah, certain types will. Oh, wow. Yeah, because it, uh, I saw pictures from like 2014 and it looked like there were still, you know, bodies there and yeah. skeletons and shoes and stuff. Well, shoes, yes, but no, uh, no physical remains. And that's so sad. All those people that are gone that no one knows about. Yep. I mean, they know about, but they don't know who they are. Now, now, fortunately, uh, one of my friends, his fellow historian, is actually working on a project with that. Um, it's okay. called Pro Project Name Them All. Oh, okay. And so, because believe it or not, there's still 43 bodies up in Halifax that are still unidentified. They so, can't do like DNA testing or? Well, that's Oh, exactly. wait, back, back then they didn't have dental records. So, well, he's going to, he, he plans to hopefully accomplish DNA testing to uh, try to match and confirm their identities finally. Oh. <laughs> um, were there any animals on the Titanic? Oh, yes. Yeah. In fact, uh, if Zoe's listening, she's probably going to want to put, Hold on to the puppies, but uh, there were, there were uh, 12 dogs on board. Uh, you know, and one cat. Oh, it's not you, is it, Hemingway? Ow, look on my hair, bud. So, Here, eat. and uh, yeah, unfortunately, of the 12 dogs, only three of them made it. Oh, oh, that's so sad. Because to me, it's like, I don't care what happens to the people as long as the animals survive. Well, you can actually but, thank uh, John Jacob Astor for that one. Thank who? John Jacob Astor. Who's that? Well, he was the richest man on board, for starters. Oh. But, uh, yeah, sometime after two in the morning, he actually went to the kennels and uh, released the dogs. And so they'd have a fighting chance. Yep. Yeah, but you know, unfortunately, though, you know, just like with the uh, people, you know, 28 degrees seawater, you have a very limited amount of yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember. I rem I was told how long it was, but I don't really remember. Which one? How long it took? Yeah, how long it takes you to freeze in like sub-zero water? Uh, about 15 minutes. So how did the people that were in the water survive? Because they were in the water for a while, weren't they? A lot of them were, yes. Well, we know the cook was soused on rum or booze. <laughs> <laughs> yep, his, yes, his whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> well, whiskey gives you a false warmth, so it does. So, but uh, I would have taken it. Screw it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
But uh, yeah, I actually, um, you know, by the end of it, only about six people were pulled out. And even out of the six that were recovered, uh, two of them passed during the night. Mm. So, do you have, uh, what, what, what other questions do you have? It looks like you've been doing some homework. <laughs> well, kind of. Um, were any were any of those doggies on the Titanic, Newfoundlands? Uh, no, although there's there's a legend uh, that one of them was, and um, you know it, it's more of an urban myth than anything else. Uh, okay, Aww. so two part question: Why were there not enough lifeboats and? Why were only women and children allowed in? Well, for part one, it's very simple. Um, if you were to follow the Board of Trade regulations at the time, then Titanic already exceeded their policy. See, the Board of Trade generally met every 15 years, and 1912 was an off year. and the government never really anticipated the industrial revolution that took place within that course of that time frame. So what they did, they measured it strictly by the cubic foot of the ship. So, okay. Not by the people on board. Exactly. So in this case, they the regulation was that uh, you know the ship would be weighing about 10,000 tons at the maximum then it was going to carry 16 lifeboats. So Titanic sailed with 20. Four more mm -hmm. extra than what's required by the government. Okay, well. Okay, so when letting people, like when the ship started sinking, uh -huh. um, were third-class passengers, were they deliberately kept like below decks to give first and second a chance to get off first? No. No, that the, the problem there was more language barrier than anything else. Um, you know, they, the ship had uh, translators for French and Italian, but of the uh, third class, you had French, English, Italian, German, Swedish, Iranian, Iraqi, oh, wow. Japanese, Chinese, Portuguese, <laughs> so, uh, to name just some of the basics. Wow. Yeah, and it was just more a matter of, you know, between the language barrier and the way the, the ship was laid out is very confusing, especially if you don't understand the language. Right. So, so that's where that part came into play. Um, to answer your other question, women and children first was always the rule of the sea on any ship. So well, that's. I I also I also thought though I mean I know a passenger ship is different, but I know people had always said, at least men have always said, a woman on a ship is bad luck, is a bad omen. Yeah, that that was predominantly for the navy. By the time we got to the passenger ships, it was a whole other ball game. 
you know, but that's why they always took the higher priority. That's all. I have so many jokes right now, but I'm. And I'm recording again. So, yeah. Um, what other interesting facts do you think people should know about the Titanic? Well, I I, I can tell you. I know uh, that's broad, but. It, it is, but um, I, I can give you two good ones uh, for example that uh, that are all, that are still fascinating to this day. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is the, is the story of Margaret Brown, and you know, even though there's a play about her and everything else uh, called the Unsinkable Molly Brown, mm-hmm. she was she was never called Molly in her lifetime. I, I've Hollywood. heard of I've heard of her. Yeah, that that's all Hollywood for that part. But uh, Margaret was a very very forward thinking woman, very very progressive for her time. Uh, even tried running for Congress when before the uh, suffragette movement. Oh wow! So now you know she's one of those people. You know she's a salt of the earth type of gal. You know she uh, comes mm-hmm. from an I- Irish family, and you know. Pretty much so, you know, she made her money and then just actually went out to better herself with an education and proper etiquette and everything along those lines, okay? Right. So, so needless to say, uh, when she got on to uh, Titanic, it was uh, actually given the order to abandon, um, you know, very, very funny story within that factor. Uh, she ended up into lifeboat number six and the the crew member in charge was a gentleman named Robert Hitchens. So what happened was that uh, Margaret suggested that they should row back to try to help the people after the ship finally went down. Right. And Hitchens wanted nothing to do with it. Um, you know, it was to a point where he actually told her, it's our lives now and not theirs. If I was her, I'd have punched him in the face. Well, you know, she, she tried a few times to say, you know, we, we should at least try to save some more people. And, right. you, know, you know, finally Hitchens lost it and, you know, basically said, you know, you're a woman and I'm a man and I'm in charge of this boat and you're going to sit down and do as I say misogynistic bastard well margaret yeah, stood up i would have throat punched the motherfucker <laughs> well Mar- margaret stood up and uh you know with her heels and everything else actually was taller than he was and <laughs> said you know if you get fresh with me i'll throw you overboard um. three of the survivors actually held on to her dress holding her back just in case <laughs> so so he, he he moved himself to the back of the lifeboat, and then she took charge of it. And mm-hmm. you know, she ended up teaching these other first-class women how to row a boat. And then they went back into the disaster zone to try to help on recovering some more people. Yeah, don't um, don't uh, don't mess with a pissed-off woman. No, definitely not. 
Indeed. See, I would have just thrown. I just would have thrown his ass right uh, the fuck yeah. overboard. I, I would have punched that, him in the face that, and kicked his ass off. That, that would have been room for at least another. I don't know, two or three small survivors, maybe, maybe a dog or two. <laughs> I don't know. Possibly, see what happens. So, now, now the other story, and um, even even now, and I mean, this is this is the fun challenge of it uh, for for the historians and. You know, you know, and, and there's a few of them that, uh, you know, when they do talk about this particular story, they still get emotional about it. It's really, really powerful, but it shows you, you know, the level, the level of dedication that the crew members had that. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. There was a, a woman named uh, Winnie Cowles. It was traveling with both of her small children. And so during the course of the night, You know, she was told that they had to get up on deck and, you know, get to the lifeboats. So um, she got lost in, in the passageways to the boat deck. And so she stopped and asked the crewman about directions. And, you know, this guy uh, never gave his name or anything like that. But, you know, he pointed her on the direction. And, you know, she, that's when she realized that, you know, she forgot her life jackets for the kids. So this gentleman walked the uh, three of them down the crewman's passage, and then they went to his cabin. And he took his life jacket out of his trunk and tied it around the kids. And then brought, brought her up from, from the crewman's side out to the lifeboats. And you know he said, there you are, madam. And if you're saved, please pray for me. And then he turned around and went back inside and was never seen again. That's so sweet. Ow. And that's what you call a tragic hero. I wonder right? how his, I wonder how his hero's journey turned out. Oh yeah. <laughs> that is for sure. I mean there there's so many of them. There really are. I mean you know that's why um you know you know probably probably the, the biggest, the most amazing set right off the bat. And I'm I'm very fortunate enough to know the um, the family members of some of them, but it's the uh, engineers because um, all 32 engineers actually uh, chose to stay at their post. They kept the lights on even after the ship broke in half. Oh wow! And uh, so the whole department was lost. Yeah, you want a kitty? Uh, hi. <laughs> but do you have any more uh, questions? Um, no. <laughs> oh, okay. uh, I'm, I'm questioned out now. Wow. I, I, I need more time to do more research. <laughs> Well, this is this is one of those subjects that you're gonna always find and learn new things. So just just be ready if you decide to go down the rabbit hole. The, the yeah. Titanic is like the song that never ends. Exactly. Oh God. It goes on and on, my friend. I fucking hate you right now. <laughs> <laughs> and on that happy note. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Say goodnight, Rhonda. <laughs> Good night, Rhonda. Really? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> well, and that has been the Chatterbox and the Titanic part um, two. Two with yeah. William Brower and Zoe and Rhonda and <laughs> Hemingway and the Critters and my big mouth dog that was trying to be a smarty pants in the background earlier. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Good night. night.